Welcome to a special episode of Mormon Visual Culture, here with Eric Biggert and our normal host, Micah Christensen. Hey, Micah. Uh, We are coming to you today with a special episode because we are excited to announce the first ever Zion Art Invitational, which will be an art show coming up in a little less than a month from now. And uh, regular listeners will remember last year we had the Zion Art Competition. We're changing it up a little bit this year and making it an invitational show. And we'll talk about why that is in a little bit, because this is a very uh, significant year for uh, LDS art and LDS culture. Um, So many people know we've started all of our podcasts talking about um, this idea of the gospel vision of the arts, introduced by Spencer W. Kimball in 1967 at a talk in a talk at BYU. And if you're good at math <laughs> or you've had enough time, you'll calculate Which that was, if you're an artist or art historian and you listen to this podcast, uh-huh. chances are that maybe you're not great at No, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, well. Shouldn't make broad generalizations like m- that. Most people are bad at math. <laughs> you okay. don't just have to That's, be an artist or an art no, historian no, no, to be okay. bad at math. Actually, a lot of artists have to be great at math, so yeah, I'd probably true. take that back. Anyways, if you're good at math 50 years ago... Uh, was 1967. Specifically, September 12th was the day that then-elder Spencer W. Kimball gave that talk at BYU during Education Week um, as a welcome back to everybody in the school year. And we wanted to take that date specifically and and do something fun uh, starting on September 12th. So on September 12th, we will be opening the Zion Art Invitational, a celebration of 50 years of LDS art. And it's going to be an opportunity for us to look at where we've come from, where we are and where we're going. And this is, this I think is, is to me what's exciting about it is there have been um, a number of events this year, a number of, of uh, exhibitions. So there was most recently the Mormon Arts Center Festival that took place in New York, mm-hmm. where they talked a lot about the, um, about the gospel vision of the arts given by Spencer W. Kimball. And um, I went out to see that, and you can go online to their websites, mormonartscenter.org, and you can see uh, all the talks that were given at the event, and I encourage you to do that. Uh, the focus of that, uh, that, that event seemed to be to talking about what, how do we define what a Mormon Michelangelo is, and what does it mean to be Mormon? And a lot of the interviews that I heard afterwards, and we also talked, if you remember, Eric, we talked with um, two of the main organizers. Yeah, Glenn Nelson and Richard Bushman. And Richard Bushman. You can find and, that in your podcast feed. And a big part of, of their approach to it was, how do we define this idea of Mormon art? Interviews that I'd heard afterwards seemed to say that one of the things they felt they'd accomplished, and... Arguably, they did was to broaden this idea of what it meant to be Mormon, and how do we define who a Mormon artist is? That is not what we're doing. We're doing something different. Yeah. Um, we are doing something that we felt like uh, was a little amiss. I was surprised other organizations didn't do it. There are a lot of great places that are showing art right now, but we thought on the 50th anniversary we would do a bit of a survey mm-hmm. of the most visually dominant artists in our culture going back to 1967. Yeah. So some of those artists are dead. Unfortunately. Some of those are still alive, and some of those are 
also we we have kind of this category maybe it's weighed more heavily towards this category of emerging artists yeah so we thought we'd take 50 years 50 mm -hmm. artists i've got some of the names on our list right now I'll, I'll i'll go down this these are artists who uh uh we have commitments so, from to so be in the show i just want to lay out the format here is we're structuring this chronologically right and it's not exactly back to 1967 but the idea is, where were we in 1967? What what did LDS visual culture look like at that point in time? And then how has that progressed? I, if you were running an experiment, right, you would say that the thing you're testing is how Spencer W. Kimball's talk then became a variable in here. What changed by that talk right. being well, given? What, what, was, what was going on in LDS culture? What are the different permutations of how we created, exhibited, and received art in the church. Mm -hmm. And if you just go down this list, some of them are kind of obvious. You have Arnold Freeberg, who was creating in 67, Minerva Teichert, she died in 76, mm -hmm. and she was just finishing some of her works. And, and, and those two are a little separate. You could say that we left off people who were not LDS that were included. Yeah. So you could have included starting in 64, right before this time, um, Harry Anderson, Harry Anderson and Bettel Torvaldson. Mm -hmm. Harry Anderson would have been alive, but Torvaldson, whose work was used. Which again, you could learn a lot Fair. about in a previous podcast episode in your feed. But, but we thought, okay, let's, let's stick to, let's stick to the LDS artists, not the ones whose works were adopted, grafted into LDS culture. And, and so after you get that generation of the Tykerts and the Freebergs, you have the, another generation that's coming out of BYU. You have these artists who are known as the Mormon Art and Belief Movement. Mm -hmm. So we have Gary Ernest Smith, Dennis Smith, Trevor Southey, and, and uh, those figures who come out in the late 60s, early 70s. Parallel to them, you have another group of artists who have been invited to participate in additional World's Fairs. So I think one was in 73. That's where you had Tom Lovell. You had um, Del Parson, Robert Barrett, and mm -hmm. William Whitaker, who were doing works. And these artists all become the works that are created for World's Fairs and for, for uh, official church events then get adopted into major church publications. And now we're really starting to see the bulk of the imagery that most of us are very familiar with today that is popping up in manuals currently and has been for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Right, right. And in parallel to them, you've got a group of figures who are maybe not as graphically um, distributed, but who are influential on the artist side. Mm -hmm. So you have people like, Wolf Barsh and Bruce Hickson Smith, who we've also talked about in our podcast, mm -hmm. who who are, are are invited to be in the show. Then you have the people who are involved in in, in temple work um, and and creating large murals and and other yeah. things like pa Linda painting Curley in Christensen, temple, Walter yeah. Rain, Joseph Bricky. Um, some of these artists, there's really no. As we were trying to figure out chronologically how we include them, we figured we kind of abandoned it, didn't we? We kind of abandoned the idea of, of let's go year by year and pick a work for every year. Yeah, it's tough to do because so much is reused from previous years also. But I'll tell you what emerged 
as I was going down this list and what I've been thinking about. As we're just starting this as a conversation, you and I, Eric, did not plan before this podcast what we were going to talk about in order. Um, but this is something I did want to cover. We promised the art show is much better planned out than this conversation. <laughs> well, this is what's emerged as, as I've been thinking about what we're going to see when we put all 50 works by 50 artists over the past 50 years in the same room. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with uh, who it's, who's patronizing the works and where they were intended to be seen. I think that is a fascinating thing that will come out of this for me personally. I was trained in um, the the study of uh, and the creation of art in the 19th and 18th and 17th centuries. And one phrase that we use all the time in art history is creation, exhibition, and reaction. Who's creating the work? Where's it being exhibited? And who reacts to it? And if you look at these artists, the church has gone through a big change over the past 50 years. You have, at the beginning, the Arnold Freebergs and the Harry Andersons and the Tom Lovells who are creating work for non-LDS audiences, mm-hmm. largely, to display our teachings and our visage to people who are not members of the church. It's explanatory. It's explanatory to other people. And then you have another group of artists who are creating work for church publications. So they're not creating it for an outside audience. They're Mm -hmm. creating it for an internal audience. It's illustrative. And then you have, in the late early 80s, sorry, and the early 90s, you have a a new commercial aspect of LDS art. Mm -hmm. You have Deseret Book, Siegel Book and Tape, and a lot of these organizations that are selling church publications. You've got the uh, the first maybe real generation of, of LDS books that are in mass publication to members of the church that are going, mm-hmm. that need covers, that need illustrations, children's books. And that's where you get people like Liz Lemon Swindle, and you get Greg Olson, whose works get distributed in a mass scale among members of the church that hadn't existed mm-hmm. in other ways before. So the whole, the, the whole progress to me that's interesting about LDS art is who is it being made for? Then you go to the very end of this mm-hmm. spectrum and you have people like Justin Wheatley who's going to be in the show who doesn't create his works with the intention that they will necessarily be distributed on a large scale. He just did a painting of my house. For me. For you. And no one will ever see that other than people that come into my house. No, and he has... And and there is now a, a gallery culture that's starting to form. So you have people like Kirk Richards, who's in the show, mm-hmm. who's doing regular shows for Writ and Vision in mm-hmm. Provo. And some of... And, and that gallery culture did not exist in the 90s or the 80s in yeah. the same way that it exists today. In parallel, you have the the Deseret Book culture, where now the flagship Deseret Bookstore downtown, I would say, what, a third of that store is dedicated to prints and gicles of art. Yeah. And another huge chunk of it is postcards and bookmarks of that art, and it's become a major uh, industry that right. Deseret Book is working with now. And this, this, this idea of putting all of these artists together whose work 
has been commissioned for different purposes, intended for different audiences, and that is, is being consumed in vastly different ways. We had last year, this is not the first exhibition we've done. Last year we did a competition. Yes. And we had over, I think, 400 works that were submitted. It's in there somewhere. You mm -hmm. know the exact number. And we had 77 works that I think we had room to hang. Yes. We hired three judges, two of whom were LDS, um, Warren Weiniger and Jeff Lampson, and then one who is the editor of Fine Art Connoisseur magazine, Peter Trippi. Who is not LDS. Who is not LDS. Who knows and, nothing about the LDS church. No. And, and we did not judge the works. They judged them in it. And we had... Uh, works we didn't we didn't ask for a particular style we had all different genres mixed together and and when people came through some of the most interesting comments that i remember having were comments from people who had seen the work by the artists who were in the show like greg olson whose work they'd never experienced in person before yeah they'd only experienced the the copy and, and I, I'm anxious to see when we do this show, because mm -hmm. we're having works by Robert Barrett, mm -hmm. by Del Parson, mm -hmm. Gary Cap, who we haven't heard back from yet. Oh, wait, I think we have. And he said yes. I, and we, we have, and we, we've got their works mm -hmm. that are going to be here as originals. Plus original oils from the earliest generation, the Arnold Freebergs and yeah. Minerva Tiger generation. And, and. It'll be interesting to see how people, how many people have seen them in person. One of the things that stood out to me in our show last year, and this was an exhibition that was three weeks uh, around general conference as well, was that a lot of the submissions were by recognizable names, but were not necessarily recognizable works. And this invitational is allowing us to showcase the story of LDS art over the last 50 years by showing works that are typical by the artists that we know and that we've experienced before. So there's not going to be an experimental, you know, um, watercolor piece done by, uh, uh, Arnold Freeberg of like the Mounties. That's not what's important in this story. It's going to be illustrations of Arnold Freeberg's, uh, book of Mormon project that he worked on the stuff that we recognize by these artists. So it's going to be things that we are comfortable with, things that we understand and we understand where they fit in this whole storyline as we're going through the last 50 years. Let me see if I can unpackage what, what, what you're saying, just to make sure that I'm... Because I, I, I think we're on the same page about mm -hmm. this. It's the idea that 80% um, of an artist's output resembles itself, mm -hmm. and 20% of it is somewhat experimental. Mm -hmm. And Arnold Freeberg, it's hard to know what is his 20 and which is his 80% because he had mm -hmm. like 500 paintings of Canadian mountains that he did. Yeah. But we're not, but because this is within an audience to, that, that we're introducing within how Arnold Freeberg had influence on the LDS culture, mm -hmm. we're not going to show his Mountie pictures. No, and we're not we're going gonna, to show his yeah. pictures that had to do, were influenced by and were an influence on LDS culture. And we're not going to see perhaps one of the greatest LDS oil painters of our time, like Walter Rain, we're not going to get an installation piece from Walter Rain. We're right. going to get a Walter Rain oil painting that uh, he's been teasing us about. We Neither of us have seen what it's going to be, but he emailed <laughs> us today, yeah. and uh, we're very excited to see what it is. But it's going to be recognizably 
a piece by Walter Rain, and it's going to be inspirational and new. I think we're in one other thing I'd like to talk about that this exhibition uh, is is coming from is a discussion that's been ongoing for the past year for us. We weren't going to do an exhibition. We had done the one last year. Mm-hmm. It was a positive experience. Very. Um, there, there were a number of artists afterwards who were asking us when we were doing it again, but we said we'd pivoted that great Silicon Valley term. Yeah. We pivoted that we decided that we were going to focus more on discussion about art. And that was because we had talked about four dynamics that are needed in every art culture. This, I don't think we're the first ones to articulate this, but maybe we're the first ones to articulate it in this way. And that's that every art culture needs four things. It needs the people making the art. Which we've got plenty of, yeah. Yeah, we've got an abundance of, yeah. of, of uh, LDS uh, artists. Uh, number two is it needs people who are buying and selling it, a marketplace. Yep. Number three is is it needs people who are talking about it, critics, scholars. Mm-hmm. And number four is is it needs a destination, like a museum mm-hmm. where it is canonized. Mm-hmm. So if I am, for instance, Joseph Bricky. Mm-hmm. I am leg one on my own. I'm making it. Is there a gallery that represents Joseph Bricky leg two and people who are buying and collecting him? Yes, there are. There are people who buy and sell his work. Number three, are there a lot of people who are discussing and writing about how Joseph Bricky's works fit into the larger zeitgeist of Mormon art? Mm-hmm. And our answer was no. We don't mm-hmm. feel like there is a large discussion going on. And we can't provide the entire discussion, but we can help with one. And that's what Mormon Visual Culture Podcast has been about. Yeah. And then finally, if I had a collection of the top 20 Joseph Brickies that there are, and I wanted to donate them to a museum, is there a destination where I could donate them? And I don't know if there is right now. It's a good question. It's a, it's a question that, and we probably won't be able to answer that. But as we were having this, this discussion, we thought... Is there an exhibition that's going on that does all four of those, at least three of those things? And maybe maybe we don't have to do all of them, but is there an ex- can we hold an exhibition where we talk about these dynamics? So we should plug right now then some logistical things. Number one, the exhibition is going to run from September 12th through General Conference weekend, which is ends on October third, I think. Uh, yeah, well, it's that weekend. Yeah. It's the first week of October. Conference is uh, General Conference is September thirtieth and October first. Okay, Saturday, Sunday. So okay, um, you can come by on October second. You can help us take everything down. <laughs> How about that? Um, and it's going to be the same place it was last year at Anthony's Fine Art in Salt Lake City. They've given us the top floor to play yep. with. The top floor, which is at the corner of 400 East and 200 South. They don't charge admission. They nope. are not um, benefiting financially from it. Parking is easy, and Crown oh. Burger is the cross the street if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the third thing is we're going to do our absolute best to hold as many events um, in the evenings and during the day on weekends during that run as possible to do exactly what Mike is talking about with this, th- this third element, this third leg, which is having discussions. Right. And we're going to incorporate artists. We're going to incorporate scholars. We're going to have 
hopefully collectors there, people who are familiar with this art, who have some of this art hanging in their homes, because obviously we couldn't get a new painting from Arnold Freeberg, so we're using somebody's Arnold Freeberg, for instance. Right, and that goes impor importantly to the second leg, which is um, a marketplace. Yes. Um, these works will be for sale. Most of yeah. There will be a few that We've we given have to the borrow from the private option. collections, yeah. like... You know, we do have a Tom Lovell that will be for sale that we're borrowing from Heirloom Gallery of Art in Provo that, that, um, that, that we'll be able to get. And you'll be able to buy a Robert Baird or a William Whitaker, mm -hmm. and the proceeds will go directly to the artists. So that's the second leg. And then the third leg is, like you're saying, yeah. hopefully we'll be able to get – we've already got a number of them lined up to do interviews with, to have events, to have demonstrations yeah. – um, it's, it, it's going to be, uh, so a, a almost, there will be several events every week of this event. So logistically speaking also, you can find out more about this. Um, and we're going to try and push it as much as we can on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find us. It's at Zion art society, but we want feedback. Also, what would you like to see? What would you like to hear? Who would you like to talk to last year? We did, um, some interesting presentations from the award winners of the show last year. We had a debate um, last year that I thought was very interesting, but I got to moderate it. And that was the most interesting part of anything for me. Um, so what, what feedback uh, would anybody like to provide? What would you like to see? How can you help us tell the story of the last 50 years? And this is what we're going to do. We're going to put up on the website, a special tab, that um, gives information on this event, give us a few days to make sure that it's exactly where it should be, and it will have the artists who have committed to be in it. And we're not going to show you their works that are, that are going to be in it yet because we want that to be something that you see on the, uh, on the opening day. Yeah. If you see it online, you'll think you've seen it in person, and we want you to see it in person. But the, and the artists will be writing their own labels and talking about their work. Mm-hmm. And hopefully over this period of, of uh, three weeks that the show's up, we'll have a lot of opportunities to talk with each one of those artists and have them weigh in on the works themselves. Mm -hmm. So we just we want to invite you all to come out and see it. We'll do our best to share as much on social media as possible if you're not in the area and you're not available to come see it. Hopefully we've given you enough notice to uh, cash in your savings account and buy a plane ticket to Salt Lake City <laughs> sometime between September 12th and October 1st. Um, but we've covered all of those logistical bases. Yeah. We hope to see you all there. Anything that we need to add? No, other than this is this is not a fundraiser. This nope. is not a this is this is not anything but an opportunity to celebrate and to explore yeah. over fifty years what LDS visual culture mm -hmm. has has become and what it's been. Mm -hmm. The journey that we've been through. And, and we don't think that it's the end-all, be-all of that. We're not going to be able to cover that in maybe the grandiose way that, that, uh, that, that others could. I don't think that we're the world experts on it. No, but, but we do want to have a history, but, right? Yeah. It's important I, I, to knowing where we're going. And I think it's, I think it's going to be fun. I think if anything, there's some of these artists who have been producing, have been producing since the seventies and eighties, and they're still producing work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are um, not seen as often as 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 uh, some of the contemporary artists. And if if it was only that, if it was an only an opportunity to see what Greg Olson, what Gary Cap, what Robert Barrett, what William Whitaker, what Gary Ernest Smith, Dennis Smith, mm -hmm. 
these artists are doing right now, um, that to me is 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 exciting, and that's kind of where I get to be a selfish little kid in a candy store, yeah, with an exhibition like this, yeah, and yeah. we get to see them all though. Yeah. Forgive me for the art history term, but we get to see them juxtapose. <laughs> I see I couldn't even physically see, that's get it. the you word out. You would have totally failed the we, final I test know. in the art we history get, We get to see the classics labyrinth. <laughs> juxtaposed with the up-and-comers, with people we're really excited about right now, people who are young, people who are just starting school even, people who are uh, recent graduates of art academies here and across the world. Who worship those artists. Yes. Worship may be the wrong term yes. to use in this, but who, yeah. as we've done this podcast, we've learned that people who we're going to be having in the show, like Jenity Page, mm-hmm. think the world of artists like Walter Rain, and she cannot believe she's going to be in the same show as Walter Rain. Yeah. That, to me, is exciting. That's yeah. why we're doing this kind of thing. That's exactly why we're doing it. So we hope uh, you all can make it. We hope it provides a fun and interesting and educational atmosphere that you'll come uh, to our events or watch them. We'll probably Facebook Live almost all of them um, and that you'll participate in whatever way you you find is is best for you and your family and that you'll join us. Um, And we want to thank you for listening to this special episode. It's, uh, It's short. Share it with your friends. Spread the word. Uh, find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Zion Art Society and, and share. And uh, with that, we thank you again for listening and, and hope you'll join us again next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.